0: Hello and welcome to Lifestyle First. My name is Dr. Alka Patel. I am your host and I'm here discussing lifestyle medicine and making self care as easy as one, two, three. Each week, I'll be answering one question by taking a deep dive into two aspects of research and literature and giving you three actionable health tips to embed self-care into your every day. And I'll be taking you through the Lifestyle First Method. It's an acronym for a method founded in evidence that takes you through a blueprint of 10 key determinants of health and happiness and takes you from knowing what to do and why to do it and translating that into how to do it. And I know life is busy, so each episode will be a short, light bite for you to be able to absorb with ease into your day. This is Series 1, Episode 8. And the theme in the Lifestyle First Method that we'll be exploring today is why? Your connections. Now, social connectedness, that's what makes us human. And socializing undoubtedly brings us immense pleasure and satisfaction. But move on from a world where we lived in tribes with face-to-face connections in small geographical areas, we now find ourselves digitally connected across the globe with more people than ever before. And yet these are our loneliest times ever. The longest living people in the world, living in what we call the blue zones of the world, they're linked by strong social bonds. And so the one question I want to ask today is how do social bonds affect your health? Let's turn to the literature to explore this. So firstly, a systematic review by Professor Holt Lestad and her team in 2015 analyzed over 70 independent prospective studies of over 3.4 million participants and published their meta-analysis in the peer-reviewed journal Perspectives on Psychological Science. And what they found was that social isolation, living alone and loneliness are linked with early death. In fact, you're 30% more likely to die early if you're lonely. And this is comparable to the risks associated with obesity or smoking or inactivity, but much less attention seems to be being paid to social factors, despite evidence that they carry an equal or greater influence on our health and longevity. We really do need to start taking our social relationships much more seriously. So just to clarify some terminology social isolation is not the same as loneliness so social isolation it's that lack of social contact lack of communication not participating in social activities or not having a confidant someone to talk to loneliness well that's that subjective feeling of isolation disconnectedness not belonging and just because you're socially isolated doesn't mean you're automatically lonely because solitude having some alone time some downtime some me time it's hugely valuable and to flip that you can still be lonely even if you're surrounded by people in a crowd at work in a family setting you can still feel isolated and lonely in your own journey Britain has been dubbed the loneliness capital of Europe. We're less likely to know our neighbours or have dependable friendships. So back to the blue zones where people live their longest, happiest, healthiest lives. Social connections are ingrained here. In places like Sardinia, there's a culture that encourages residents to finish their day in the local cafe where they meet with friends and there's a support system that has the entire community joined together and even pitching in for events and festivals. Okinawans in Japan, they have moais, so groups of people who stick together their whole lives. This was originally created out of financial necessity, but it's endured and evolved into mutual support networks. And in Carrier and Nikoya, people find time to connect at daily happy hours or as they pass neighbours in the street. And yet, here in Britain, many of us don't know our neighbours. So The second publication I wanted to share with you is the book called Loneliness, Human Nature and the Need for Social Connection. It's by John Kakiopo. He's an American neuroscientist. Great book. And he notes that loneliness developed for important evolutionary reasons to remind us that as social beings, we must seek the company of others and that we're safer together. Now we all feel pangs of loneliness at some moments in our lives, brief and superficial moments or acute and severe moments. Feeling lonely at any particular moment is an expression of being human but it becomes impactful when it results in a self-perpetuating cycle of negative thoughts and feelings and Actions. Physical pain, well, that protects us from physical danger, and social pain, loneliness, that protects us from the social dangers of isolation. In fact, the same areas of the brain, the dorsal anterior cingulate area, light up when we face physical pain as when we face social pain, isolation, or rejection. And loneliness, well, it not only affects feelings and behaviours, but it shows up physiologically in our stress hormones, our immune systems, our cardiovascular systems. An old African proverb might provide us with some wisdom. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And now here is the part of the podcast I most look forward to, your three health hacks, your three activating actions, your lifestyle first prescription. And today I'm prescribing your connections. So number one, sometimes it can be hard to understand loneliness beyond maybe just feeling lonely. And assessing this further for yourself can be really useful. So try taking the UCLA loneliness assessment. There are a few and here are the questions from the three questions scale. And you score yourself one if you um, answer never or hardly ever. You score yourself two if you answer some of the time and you score yourself three if you answer often. So the first question, How often do you feel that you have no one to talk to? Hardly ever or never, some of the time or often. Question two is, how often do you feel left out? Hardly ever or never, some of the time or often. And the third question is, how often do you feel alone? Hardly ever or never, some of the time or often. And the closer you score towards nine, the more you should think about prioritising what you can do to overcome loneliness. So here are a few suggestions. Activating action number two. Again, sometimes it's not easy to connect with others when you feel lonely. It might seem the most obvious thing to do, but it can be hard but it is possible to find solace in other things that can ease the social pain of loneliness. A pet, a favourite book, a walk outdoors, time and nature, it can all help. Or listening to music that connects emotions and life. And your third activating action for today is about helping others. Again, connecting with others isn't easy when you're feeling lonely, but helping others, that eases loneliness because it makes us be less less self-focused. It could be an elderly neighbour who might benefit from some contact with you or you could engage in more formal volunteering. Contact your local charities. Find out how you can get involved. Do good to feel good. And that concludes today's episode, making self-care as easy as 1-2-3 with backing and information and evidence from the field of lifestyle medicine. I really hope this has inspired you to take action. Please don't forget to subscribe and share. The more you share, the more you too are instrumental in spreading messages of health that matter. And of course, please do leave me comments and ratings and a review so that I can continue to provide you with credible, motivating, thought stimulating and practical information that lets you shape your health and be the author of your own health story. You can connect with me on all the usual social media channels at Dr. Alka Patel UK and use the hashtag, hashtag the lifestyle first podcast or hashtag TLFP so that I can easily connect with you. And if you want to know more and access show notes and free resources, then just head on over to my website, www.dralkapatel.com. I look forward to welcoming you back next week.